It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on the new Shine FM. I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. This is the session, and we are adjusting to masks. That's true. I see Sparty over there, Scott. If you look as funny as I do... He's got his Buckeye mask on, I've got my Michigan State mask on, and it's going to be a different kind of a show. Yes! We're going to talk about five things to teach your children this Christmas. That's right. Before we dive in, we dive into God's Word, Tom. Well, and Scott, let's do this. Out of Matthew 19, verses 14 and 15, Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And when he had placed his hands on them, He went on from there. The kingdom of God is likened unto little children. What an incredible blessing that is. Yeah. Just the looking at things as a child does would make so many things go away in our world, I have a hunch. Right. And so the footnote, when Jesus put his hands on them, it was to pray for them, not what parents might think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that would be true. A whole new, different definition. We're going to talk today about five things to teach your children this Christmas. It's from Desiring God and an article by Christina Fox, a guest contributor to Desiring God. And I know you have comments on each of these points. Yes. So I'll just kind of let you, I'll just turn you loose. Oh my gosh. So you you have free reign today. (laughs) Oh, how about that? All right. So we start with the first thing to teach your children this Christmas, the story of redemption. Well, and, and the redemption that God promises after the fall in Genesis, that he will send a savior. So how many thousands of years that was ahead of time? It, it was right. prophesied and God God said it. So we're teaching them that there's a promise that there's a savior coming. You know, if there's a theme to me throughout all of this today, Scott, is that we need the savior. We all are going to face eternity. Even when I was like 10 years old, I remember trying to wrap my head around eternity. Right. What is eternity? And the only word that really helped me put it in perspective is, it's permanent. And so where do you want to spend your permanent existence? And here God is saying, I'm sending you a savior. First promise to us in Genesis chapter three. Yes. That we have that assurance that the savior has indeed come and that's the, the Savior that we celebrate at this time of year. Amen. So the second point, the second thing to teach your kids at Christmas, according to Christina Fox, is the humility of Christ. Oh boy, this could be interesting this time of year. Well, true. Scott, when we talk about teaching our children to put others first, there is the others first mentality. Again, in, when we talk about children at, at a young age, when they can understand it, well, now that's something that might be lifelong for them. 
as they put others first. And think about on a practical sense too. When we talk about putting others first, what that will do to sibling rivalry. Oh yeah. Yeah. That may have a major impact. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, for our children too, I I've shared before how I taught our sons to treat each other like friends. Well, but how about the fact that we would also team up with one of our children to bless two others, or we would team up with two of them to bless one another one just for the sake of helping them learn and to give. Now, how did that work with Mandy? You mentioned the boys. Right. How did that work with Mandy, though? Well, well yeah, Mandy was a bit of a different story. <laughs> However, when she experienced it, she was more willing to do it with, with her brothers rather than punch them. <laughs> no, I, I really am only kidding about that. Yes. The boys learned to duck, so it was... <laughs> And they were brothers and sisters, so of course there were scuffles. Oh, that's true. That's the way, I mean, that's just the way it works. Right. Yeah. And, and so anyway, I think it went, went well. God said that if you want to be great, you have to be a servant in the kingdom. Well, look at what he did with his son. In Jesus, he was a servant leader. He washed whose feet? Or did they wash his feet? How about the fact that, that he would be the one who would be serving them. And, and so that's the model that God is talking about, that we should be servants. Well, Christmas is a great time to do that. Christmas is an example of being a servant, maybe taking care of an elderly who has a need. Even if it means, like with the weather we're having, shoveling the snow teaching the boys that you can give and not expecting something in return for it. What a blessing that. Yeah, what a great chance for some ministry to take place. Hopefully a lot of it did. Right. You go out and you shovel that neighbor's driveway that can't shovel it herself. That's right. You know, or just checking on, make sure the furnace worked. Yeah. Knock on the door, take a few steps back and say, hey, do you have heat? Yeah. I just want to make sure you're okay. Here's some cookies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. You know, just a way to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus right there right. in your neighborhood. And you don't, you know, it didn't cost you anything, but a little bit of your time. There. And the children are learning that in Christmas, because it's such a, a time of family and because it's a time of tradition, it, it's a great opportunity to teach those kinds of things to our children. All right. Number three of the five things to teach your children this Christmas is that God works through weakness. And this seemed like this was the theme of Paul's writing. Yeah, definitely. Because he did the very thing he didn't want to do. And he struggled with, you know, the thorn in his side and please God heal it. And he basically said, my kindness and my presence is enough for you. Well, wow. Yeah. So, So when we go further, the whole thought of that it's in our weakness we are made strong. Well, we want to teach our children that we don't rely on ourselves. We rely on the power of Jesus in our lives, and we call on him for strength. Well, that was tough for me as a kid to, to get my head around that idea that I don't have to be number one, and it doesn't have to be about me, that when I don't know and I let God and I say, God, this is, you know, Jesus, I need you to help me. Right. That's when we're actually at our best. As an example, at Heritage, if I tried to treat every case that walked in my door with my strength, I would have burned out years ago and I probably would be in some loony bin somewhere. (laughs) 
But that's what's so important about each and every day that we are in at Heritage and we're calling upon the Lord and we're relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. And what does the scripture teach as we diagnose and we treat is with his strength and not ours. And boy, you can tell it when you're running on your strength and all of a sudden you're wiped out and all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I've been running on my own strength. So we want to help our children understand we could call upon Jesus. Let's begin to trust him. And if they begin to trust him at a young age, the probabilities of that continuing are so good. We're talking about five things you can teach your kids this Christmas, and you'll notice we haven't gotten anywhere near manger yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, God yes. keeps his promises. We can begin with the promise of a Savior, Scott. After his, the, the fall and go throughout the Old Testament looking at God's promises to redeem his people, culminating in the fulfillment of the promise in Christ. Right. That he would come. There is a promise. Not only was, did man fall in the garden, and after that God, let's just say, wasn't a happy camper. <laughs> He had a few things to say about that, about what life was going to look like. But then he kept his promise. And when the old plan, the Old Testament, didn't work, it was then that God created and and brought about the new plan, the New Testament, where he sent his son. Can you imagine Jesus in heaven with the Heavenly Father knowing that he's going to leave that and he's going to take the form of a man He's going to go into to the world and be born and go through what he did. And he did it willingly. What love that he mm. had for yeah. us. And we can see all those promises. I mean, sometimes, you know, I, I'll have people say to me, you know, why do we need the Old Testament? We've got Jesus. We've got the New Testament. This is one of the reasons why. All these promises to confirm our need for a Savior yeah. and that he indeed was coming and the way he was going to come and then we bam here comes the new testament and all these promises are fulfilled yes you know that's something that can be an encouragement to you today that everything's been fulfilled that's been prophesied except for when he comes back and those are the things we want to teach our children amen yeah so the last of our five can you believe it we got through all five in oh one. Oh my god come on god. tom that's mm. that's celebration of success time yes it is <laughs> It means we got to figure out what we're doing next show. <laughs> That's right. I know. Now what do we do? The names of Christ. The things that you can teach your kids at Christmas. This is number five. The names of Christ. And you're saying, well, Scott, his name is Jesus. What else do we need to know? Right. Oh, but there's a few other ones that are mentioned. That's true. I have to say one of my favorite is the Mighty Counselor. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> is Jesus not me? Uh, you're right. Yeah. Right. But how about Messiah? Yeah. I like that one, too. How about you, Scott? Which ones do you like? I think if I look at probably uh, Emmanuel, uh-huh. you know, God with us. How powerful is that? You know, for me, just rem- remembering that he is with us. Right. And that he came to dwell with us is probably the one that I can fall back on. Well, and it's a Christmas carol. And I can't sing, so. Me either. I'm not about to. <laughs> oh, boy, would we ever raise oh. some eyebrows there? 
No, we don't want to do that. So, no, we won't do that. Yeah, heaven forbid. No. <laughs> there are other people more gifted than us in that. Boy, there was a deer in the headlights there for a minute for Scott. I, I wasn't going to yeah, ask you to. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were about to ask of me there. So, some other names yeah. that we can teach our kids. Prince of Peace. That is also one of my favorites, too. And it's throughout daily life. Isn't it great to be able, when the crick starts to rise, is to remember that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Mm. You know, we could share these with our children and ask them which ones they like. And, and what a great, maybe, uh, dinner time topic. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a great idea. Yeah. And there's another one in here that I, I noticed that, uh, that Christina Fox writes in her article that we've taken today's show from. And she, she talks about making a chain link out of paper yeah. With different name of Christ on each link. Okay. And, you know, a way to help them learn the names of Christ, you know, going through Emmanuel, Alpha and Omega, Prince of Peace, Lamb of God, Messiah. And then another way she notes uh, to learn the names might be to create a Christmas ornament for each one and hang them on the Christmas tree as you do a little study of the name. Okay. So yeah. I, li- I like those. A nice way if you're, you know, maybe it's a, you're, you're getting a Christmas tree, and it's the first bigger tree you've got, and you need ornaments. That's true. Here's a nice way to do that. In the world of education, some of those would be called teachable moments. Yeah. When we talk about the tree, Scott, I, I want to give you a, a little rabbit trail. Oh, boy. Uh, because, you know, at our house, we've been recovering from COVID, but we still wanted to have Christmas. So we got to talking about it Friday, Saturday, and when over the weekend would be the most productive opportunity to get a tree. Well, my, my wife, bless her heart, she's healing. She's gaining her strength back, but she did not have enough strength to go out and look at, you know, Christmas trees. Well, that in my, you know, in my own mind, period is a problem (laughs) because they want to look at 300 trees. Right. And you know, they're all green to me. And then they're going to settle on that one that's 175 yards down. Well, anyway, so that takes a lot of energy when you're feeling well. Yes. So anyway, we decided I would go out. And so I proposed to her. I said, honey, I'll go out and I'll pick out a tree and then I'll FaceTime you and I'll show you the tree and you can decide. Oh, there you go. And so that's what we did. I did it in about eight minutes. <laughs> you know, the first criteria is it had to be taller than me. Okay. And so then it had to have the nice shape. And, you know, I still don't remember, but I think it was a, a, a Douglas. Douglas fir? Maybe. Those are, all, those are good trees. Yeah. Yep. I said, you know what? The best opportunity we have on Sunday is I'll get up before church and I'll go out there and have it picked out by the time they open at nine o'clock. Well, it was amazing. We go to, <laughs> we used to go to Wyricks where they closed. Uh-huh. So now we go to Clearview Farms, kind of down below Lexington. And they have all, they've got fields and fields of trees. And there, we, at, 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 at about 10 till 9, Scott, I had a whole staff of people <laughs> helping me pick out this tree and at least four guys wanting to load it in the Jeep. <laughs> And I had it home, and we had it in the in the stand by about quarter after nine, and my wife was shocked. Oh, and she was probably thrilled, too. She was. 
And she still had a say in it without being able to leave the bedroom. Exactly. So we did not let the COVID stop us from having a Christmas tree this year. My daughter kind of took the lead on this. We had put our trees up the weekend before. Uh And all of a sudden, I see boxes coming into the living room on Black Friday. And I'm like, what are you doing? She said, we are putting up all of Christmas this year. Wow. I need this. Okay. So we spent Friday and Saturday. All of Christmas went up. Oh, that was hard work. But let me say this for you too. There are some people who at this time of year are depressed. There are sometimes suffering and struggling from the loss of a loved one. And that's very real. And I don't want to at all shortchange that or minimize that. And so because they're feeling that way, they don't do a tree. They don't do Christmas. Right. I want to say the number of people that I have talked to after the fact when they did not do it. It was overwhelming, and they so wished that they had. I just want that message to be out there. Afterward, they wish they had. And encourage you to go ahead and do it anyway. Yes. Even if it's a reduced version, do it anyway. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. A sequel is better than nothing. Now, you go ahead. You mentioned, Tom, You know the amount of depression at Christmas from the loss of a loved one. There's a ton of depression this year anyway with the year that we've had. Oh, for sure. And definitely folks needing to talk things out. Definitely. And uh, I know sitting down with a Christian counselor would be a beneficial thing. How can they get a hold of you? Well, Scott, we can be reached at 419-526-5523. And the number in Ashland, I'm not even going to look. I'm looking at the screen. <laughs> and I'm looking at my my phone here <laughs> to find <laughs> No. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a yellow pages in here. 419-496-0007. Tom's online at HCC Mansfield and HCCAshland.com. And we thank you for listening to the session. <laughs>